1: Today is Thursday, April 28th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 458 featuring the Boston Herald's Mark Murphy is powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. All right, here we go. Celtics beat. We return and, uh, boy, there's, there is a lot to get into both as it relates to the Boston Celtics and their next opponent beginning on Sunday afternoon, the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, just to put proper respect on that name. But, uh, we, we've got things to cover that don't necessarily concern the Celtics themselves. It's more the, the cosmic Sort of impact on the Boston Celtics. We're gonna to have to touch on some of that as well. Adam Kaufman and Valenti is back. Uh, he had uh, Brian Barrett on with him last week, and of course Mark Murphy, our good friend from the Boston Herald. Gentlemen, how is everybody?
0: It's getting interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll say not as tan as you are right now, so it's it's a little tough <laughs> currently. Well, uh, you know what? Let's begin there. So.
1: I uh, I did. I, I took a vacation. I went to St. John for a week, had a hmm. lovely time. Yeah, we, we could spend the whole, you know, however long we're here to, to touching on all the different beaches and, you know, things to do on the island and not to do and, and, and the PTSD that I have from driving those those mountainy roads that hmm. uh, is going to stay with me for way too long. But uh, but But here's one thing that I did do during my week away. I cleared roughly nine hours of time to make sure that I watched three Boston Celtics, Brooklyn Nets basketball games, start to finish. Didn't miss a minute. I'm out there glued to it like everybody else. And, uh, and, and Evan touched on this during the show last week. I'm a, I'm a little concerned. I think rightfully so gave him a hard time about when he went away on vacation and things started to go to hell in a handbasket. And Robert (laughs) Williams went down. Well, now Mark, it's the reverse. I went away. And th- Robert Williams comes back earlier than everybody expected, certainly mm-hmm. than I expected. He, you know, he, he's shaken off the rust. He's pain-free in the knee. He looks good. He's going to look even better, I hope, against Milwaukee. The Celtics, I'm not going to say it was easy. I mean, from an aggregate perspective, it was a very tightly contested sweep, if we can call it that. But the Celtics, they swept the Nets three of those games while I was out of the States. And now I'm wondering if like, we need to start a, a, a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe to send me mm-hmm. back on vacation until the Celtics are done. Because I do not mm-hmm. I don't want to come back and
2: ruin things.
0: Well, maybe we should just rent you a uh, a tanning bed, and just <laughs> yeah. you know,
2: we need Kyrie and the Sage to just like bless this particular yeah. Zoom yeah. call to make sure the vibes are good because I guess that would be helpful. Currently, I'm worried. I'm worried
1: about it, guys. I'm worried about it from this standpoint, and I'm I I'm not alone. I don't think among Celtics fans that are out there listening, and I I hesitate. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with my eyes closed. I'm hesitate for those of you watching on the video. I'm scared to, of what this is going to be right I'm, here. I hesitate to even <laughs> say the words, man. But like, are we allowed to say things are breaking the Celtics way without terrible fear of jinxing everywhere? Well, like, I can say you just I, did it. I, I know. Well, look, I, try, I, try, it I try not to tweet these things. I really do because I know I I take such crap for it in my mentions when I do. But look, you know. Kyrie gives up as he you know we he's accustomed to doing Durant they found I know he went off in game four but the Celtics found a way to largely contain him during that series Grant Williams among others absolutely phenomenal in in really just you know hijacking the the superstar status from his game and Robert Williams as I mentioned comes back and we'll talk more about that and now you've got the Bucs obviously like the whole email with the the Quote of the year with the we're not a track team, we're a basketball team, we don't run from anybody. Mm-hmm. So they align their fates, you know, they set things up, they choose Brooklyn effectively, they sweep them, they get the extra home game because you have home court in the second round, setting up this matchup with the defending champs, the Bucks, who now are missing for an all likelihood the entire series. Chris Middleton, an all-star who went off in their title run last year, is a Celtics killer, averaged 20-plus points per game during the year this year. He's a terrific player. Yes, they're a great team. I'm not sitting here saying the Celtics are going to roll over the Bucs. This will be a tough series. But if you're going to choose, do you want the Bucs with Middleton or do you want the Bucs without Middleton while you're at full strength? Things are breaking the Celtics' way, and I'm afraid to feel good about it, Mark.
0: As you should. I mean, Jalen Brown is nursing a sore hamstring. So, you know, and he needed extra attention. So, you know, those things can very quickly swing the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just, the Bucks are a really different team without Middleton because they go so big. Uh They put Bobby Portis in. You know, he he's actually been hitting his threes. But, you know, they're just such a different team that way. They're a little more limited offensively. So the Celtics do benefit from that. Um but just watching Giannis uh basically just cut through the bowls and the paint like butter. I mean he could get anything he wanted. I mean that's just gonna be a huge challenge. I mean he is a great player, you know, they're they are dealing with A guy who's playing better than Durant. Let's put it that way.
2: Playing better than anybody. I'll I'll let out just say anybody. He's he's just he's a real real problem, and I think we all know this. And I I appreciate Kaufman for dancing and tiptoeing around this particular point lightly because a lot of it has gone against the Celtics to pass. I don't know what feels like a decade at this point, (laughs) but since the new era of the Kyrie Gordon Hayward you know era. Um, it's just been a lot of bad news this time of year for Celtics fans, and it just feels nice for once to have a squad that's improving in health as we get later on in the postseason. I mean, you, we've had Grandy on here a million times since the bubble, it feels like, Kaufman and he a lot of times will say that bubble team before Hayward got hurt was playing the best basketball under the Brad Stevens era, and that team had a real shot and win the title if it weren't for some some injury problems that they had. This feels like the most complete team they've had um, since then. Uh, you wouldn't have argued that at the beginning of the season, but since 2022 happened, it's been quite the turnaround, and they're getting healthy at the right time. Now, Jalen's obviously a situation to monitor, um, you know, and he's dealt through and gone through a whole bunch of injuries throughout his career himself. Of course, last year he wasn't even playing the playoffs, so it's nice just to see him back out there. Um, but, you know, it you, everybody's going to be banged up this time of year. It's playoff basketball. It's every single second of the forty-eight minutes is going to be intense. I mean, you know, we talked about the Celtics winning that series, but like every single possession, what felt like you know a do-or-die possession the later got in the game, the more intense it got, to the point where it's the the iconic photo now. Of Al Horford coming back to midcourt to hug Jalen Brown, you know, to say like, Hey man, I know that was a really gutsy pass, but that was the right play. Um, you know, every, everybody's on pins and needles and, and, you know, even though Boston was up three on that series, it still, it shows you that every possession matters and Boston at least tries to treat every possession like it matters. And now that the chances and the stakes and the, in the competition is only going to get harder here. So, um, all hands on deck as you know, but it just feels nice considering how everything has gone, that the subjects the are starting to, you know, trend in the right direction health-wise versus go the other way. Because we all know, and we're all talking to C's fans mostly out there, hasn't been easy this time of year uh for the past five years. So we'll take this, right, Adam?
1: Well, and I think, like, Mark, building on that, you know, what what Evan is saying, and, and I'm just, you know, going to kind of keep going with it, is – it, it really is. It's sort of that emotional thing. Like, do I believe that the Celtics are going to beat the Bucks? Yes, I do. Do I believe that it will be easy? Certainly, I do not. I'm not taking this series for granted. And and like you said, with Jalen Brown's hamstring injury, like that can go the other way in a hurry. Absolutely. But hopefully having, you know, between the end of that net series on a Monday and the start of this series on a Sunday, having nearly a, a full week off and Brad Stevens talking on the radio about managing that. And, you know, hopefully – things continue the way they've been going for the Celtics where you know win or lose it just feels so nice as as a fan as a follower as a media member whatever your distinction watching this team going into a series and saying like they've you know not only are they favored in this particular situation but but you know they have more than a chance like you you can feel good going into a series and not say like Well, what about Rob? What about, and and talking in the past, not now, what about Kemba? What about Gordon? What about Kyrie? What about Jalen? You know, what about whomever? Like there's there's just always over the last handful plus years been that guy or two, significant guy or two, part of their, you know, more than part of their core, like a key starter who has been down this time of year. It just feels nice to go into a series, even though it's a second round. I know we're talking about this, like it's the NBA finals, going into a series and saying, man, like they're, we're going to at least see them again, win or lose, go out and and be capable of playing their best basketball, which right. is something that in recent years we haven't been able to say.
0: Right, and you know, starting with Milwaukee, starting no, starting with the Nets, they are meeting the meat of the Eastern Conference. They they have the toughest path possible. You know, probably ending up with Miami if they beat Milwaukee it's and I think that makes that's made them better I think you know the way the way they're playing late in games right now just the execution that game one pass by smart Mm -hmm. um just they're making all the right plays they're 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 not just talented now they're playing smart and that wasn't always the case this year
1: yeah well and, and and with that too like it's funny that you bring that up because and I don't know how you guys feel And again, this is it's like this, I don't know, sort of we'll never know type stuff, this like cosmic universe sort of components of these things. But I was texting with a buddy earlier today about, you know, that that game one outcome. And we were talking about just how important game one of this series against the Bucks is going to be at the Garden and and not just because it's important, but but as a real sort of you know, trendsetter potentially for the series or or for lack of a better word, you know, look, looking at it as, as sort of just, you know, getting everything in line because the Celtics, let's say the Celtics lost that game one against the Nets. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, well, that would have been it. Celtics would have lost the series, but I will tell you confidently, I believe the Celtics would not have won that series in five. I don't believe the Celtics would have come off that gut punch of a blown lead. And, you know, let's say like Tatum's buckets later, smart, jacks up the shot instead of passing it and he misses or whatever, whatever, you know, combination of the ending of that game you want to outline. If it doesn't go Boston's way, I just don't think they reel off four in a row. You know, I, I think that was so huge for them psychologically to win that game against Brooklyn in game one. I think this first game against the bucks is very similar.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that series could have possibly gone the other way if they lost that game, because I think you, give you give the nets confidence uh i think they were i think they were a little deflated by that game i think it took a little wind out of their sails and you know the, as it was the Celtics won all four games by a collective 14 points which i think i saw that's like the third lowest margin by a team in a sweep in nba history right that's uh you know but but they, but you don't feel like it was that tight, you know. They look like they dominated. So Wait, that,
2: what's the stat that I, I keep seeing around? It's uh, it's it's uh, a follower of mine who I'm gonna forget, and I really apologize for who it is because he's a guy that. Is in my inbox quite often and I'm going to try and zip through him. Ty Ray. Okay. He's been, he's been all over the place on the internet speaking about how Boston led. I think it's 88 of the 92 possible minutes on the road. They led for a lot of that. And that kind of speaks to, yeah, it didn't feel Mm -hmm. like it was, it was a blowout, but or it didn't feel like it was, you know, one of these things that Boston had firmly in control. But at the same time, like, They've, they were firm they were in control yeah. for the majority yeah. of that series and coffin and I will attest to uh, we're in a couple of group chats where you know him and I are pretty confident about where Boston is and one of our particular partners and said group chat is not as confident and I and I said this in, in you know a while ago um, and we had the show with Brian Barrett I I kind of felt after it was done I was like man am I like too cocky about this but at the same time I looked at what we saw and it was like if Boston just does what they've been doing, they're going to win this series, I think, pretty easily. Um, The defense on Durant, you know, the emergence of Tatum as this two-way, you know, real superstar here. Uh, Jalen's clutch play at the end of games. Uh, Al's steadiness, you know, Grant's, you know, hitting shots in the corner, playing. Like, they just, Boston had too many answers for everything that the Nets could throw at them. So I, I remember being like, I know it doesn't feel like it, but Boston, Boston's in control here. They have a much better team. Like, unless Durant – and even if Durant goes super nuclear, that means somebody else isn't shooting the ball. So at the same time, I was like, I don't know. And, again, I felt kind of weird after we got done with the pot, but I remember talking with Brian being like, I don't know if there's a card the Nets can play that Boston can't counter. And just like, is it play more drumming? They want you to play drumming more. They want you to shrink the floor. You know, the the, the lineup that Scal talked about with Durant at like center, but as also the point guard where they can spread you out. He was worried about that because Durant is now has a wide open lane to get into with shooters all around him. But the problem the Nets had is they don't have that many good shooters.
0: No, you know, the – the absence nobody really talks about is Joe Harris. I mean, he yeah. he makes such a huge difference for that team.
2: Yeah, agreed. He's he facing the floor. He's a great shooter, uh, especially, yeah. you know, out of the corners. Um, but, yeah, like, it didn't – it just – it felt weird, but at the same time it, it was what was happening. We were reacting to what was happening. I never felt – after – I agree with Kaufman, after the first game – I oddly felt like more confident about Boston's chances because of the crazy Kyrie output coupled with the fact that they made the right play. I don't know if any of you caught Barkley's reaction to the game winner in real time, but like he could not believe that somebody actually took a layup at the buzzer to win a <laughs> basketball game. Everybody does the dribble, yeah. dribble, 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 it's step great. back shot. And it was like, holy cow, somebody actually got a layup. It was amazing. And it it's just felt like the tide turned there to get back to the box. Like this is the feel out game, but this is the one, the great snow. And I always go back to the LeBron game, game one in, in Golden State where he dropped 50 points and he, and J.R. Smith cost him the win. But like if the road team's going to steal one, it's usually that game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now uh, where's Shemi Ojale when you need him, <laughs> right?
1: Well, but, you know, let's talk about that. You know, what is the key against Giannis here? Like I, I do think that obviously like Giannis is, you know, he's better than Durant. He's the best player yeah. in the world. He's unbelievable. He's, you know, he can do whatever he wants out there, but I, I, I just, I, I don't think the Celtics obviously are, are going to take him out of his game the way they took Durant out of his game, because I think that, you know, he ultimately with the Bucks he has more around them. Uh, But, right. but I do think that it's going to be kind of a, a similar situation where, you know, in speaking in broad terms, Celtics approach is going to be to, to a certain extent, like, let Giannis do Giannis things. And if he's, if he's dropping 35, 40 points, you know, every single night, the key is, you know, especially with a Middleton out, we can't let the co-stars beat us. You know, the, the Uh, Celtics decided we're going to take Durant out. And if, you know, Goran Dragic or if, uh, you know, Blake Griffin or, you know, like Seth Curry or, you know, you, Bruce Brown, you name it. Like, yeah. Like Um, if if uh, those guys beat us, So be it, but we're taking Duran out of this thing. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, we're going to stifle him. I almost, at least to me, I think it's the opposite here. I think you're kind of letting Giannis be Giannis and you're not going to let, you know, Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen and, Mm -hmm. you know, Drew Holiday and Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez be the guys that beat you, you know, to worry about, you know, like Giannis is going to eat in the paint. Like that's just going to happen. Even with Rob there, Giannis is going to eat. But if you don't allow him to kick out, For all those three-pointers, the way that he typically does, I think you're going to be in pretty good shape.
0: Yeah, and you've still got to build a wall against him. You know, that seems to be the operative term when you play Giannis. You know, you stop him with the wall um, because you want him to shoot. I mean, it is possible, especially the way these guys switch, that you can maybe turn him into more of a jump shooter than he wants to be. I mean, that would be the ideal situation. And I and that's where Rob Williams comes in huge. I mean, if you've got his presence at the rim, I think that plays a role, at least if he can get back up to speed. You know, last week he was, you know, pretty on Yeah, he
2: was a little little off last week, but that's you know shaking the rust off. With Giannis, you know, the 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 one thing I'm worried about and it's interesting because I didn't know this. I, I I didn't watch a ton of Bucks bulls just because I kind of already knew the outcome. I mean, we all knew Bucks are yeah. going to win the series. You watch the Bucks to analyze a little bit and see how they look, you know, but at the end of the day, I, I think I've seen enough of the Bucks to know that Giannis is going to do a lot of really tough things. But the thing that I found interesting stopping Giannis is hard. And if you let him get in the paint, he's either going to a finish through it or he's going to rack up foul trouble, which is where I'm concerned. But the one thing I found very interesting yesterday, and I didn't catch the final number, but Giannis had Twelve offensive fouls in that series, yeah. I believe yeah. twelve. I don't know if you yeah. got to thirteen. I know it's at least twelve. If I'm E-May, I'm looking at that and saying, we have we have Marcus Smart, we have Derek White, we have two guys that are really good at taking charges and don't mind throwing their body out there. You know, Grant's a guy that can move his feet pretty Grant's well. Um, you know, so I would look for that. I, if I'm Emay, I'm saying, hey, like let's try and see if we can steal a foul or two on Giannis because if you can get him. Out of the game in terms of foul trouble. And I'm not like, you know, the other night in game four, where I think I what it's Seth Curry have three fouls in the first quarter. You know, I know it's Tatum fouled out on a BS foul call at the end of the game. Right. You know, if you can, if Kyrie got in some foul trouble because he followed, he did the quick foul too early. And then all of a sudden he racked up two more later. If you can find a way to steal foul here and there. And find a way – because Giannis is going to play a ton of minutes anyway, but if you can find a way to get him off the floor a little earlier than they wanted to, that can be something you could exploit here to Try and, and, and try and win those non-Giannis minutes because it's very similar to the, the Nets and what Boston was going to try and do. I don't know if they totally did it all the time, is win the non-Durant minutes. They're going to definitely have to win the non-Giannis minutes to try if they're going to win this series. And I'm not you know, – I'm not saying it's going to be easy because they have other guys that can score. But trying to find ways to get Giannis off the floor um, and how to win those minutes is going to be, I think, pretty much the key to this series, is how well Boston can either take the lead, maintain the lead, lengthen their lead over Milwaukee, um, you know, in those short minutes. that Because, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm expecting Giannis to play 38, 39, 40, oh, yeah. 41, 42 minutes a game here. I, I mean, I know Bud's had some issues with that in the past. <laughs> I know people have given him a lot of flack for that. Um, for like, why are you playing Giannis forty-two minutes in a do-or-die game seven or whatever? Um, but I, I, I think you might have learned that last year. Um, and I think that's something that if I'm E-May and I'm Boston, I'm planning on them playing Giannis a lot. So, how do you win the non-Giannis minutes? It's gonna be huge. It, it's uh,
0: I think Milwaukee. You know, George Hill is out too, and I don't think there's any uh, prog any timeline when he comes back. But Milwaukee's not shallow right now they don't they don't have a lot of depth you know you got cannot and then you got grace and allen but that that's that's kind of a small rotation
1: i just don't want grace and allen to hurt
2: anybody yeah i'm oh. I'm, I'm already <laughs> texting people about that i'm nervous <laughs> so, about that but he's been playing like, well too that's that not like moment. that's not that's not he's, he's you a know, player. he's just he's playing really well right now he just happens to hurt people a lot you know yeah. it's just a part of the thing but yeah i mean you know, if you can find a way to stay connected to the shooters, you know Connaughton can get hot. We've seen it before. He's he's a good athletic player. Mm-hmm. You know Grayson get hot. Bobby Portis hit a couple of corner threes mm-hmm. last night. You got to keep yeah. that in the back of your pocket. Brook Lopez can hit threes. West um,
0: Matthews. Um, yeah. West
2: Matt. You know, I, I'm not as worried about as about West Matthews I, since the injury. I'm not quite sure if he's been the same the same guy. Um. You know, he's. He was an excellent player. I remember him back in the, the, uh, the Blazer days. He was really good and it's moved around a little bit since, but, mm-hmm. um, at least a vet that's, that they can throw out there. But I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the Giannis thing is, is just, you know, how do we, how does Boston keep him under wraps? You know, do you, and he, he, sending doubles at Kyrie and sending doubles at, at, you know, KD during the, that first round series was yeah. easy because the shooting around them was so poor yeah. with Giannis. I, I I know they'll try it. You have to. Um, I'm just not sure they'll go to it as much because the, the guys around him are a lot better at shooting.
1: One thing that I do think is really good for the Celtics' offense that that people should feel good about going into this thing. You know, obviously with Chris Middleton being out, and he's not obviously the Bucks' best defensive player. I mean, we know that that's Giannis, a multiple-time defensive player of the year, and and there there are some really good defensive guys on that team. But what Middleton, you know, absence, what his absence does do, Mark, is you know I think this, the Celtics are going to not only are they going to jack up a ton of three-pointers in this series, and that's not atypical, but they're going to get really good looks. They should, right. Without Middleton out there, they should get really, really good looks against this Bucks team. Now, one thing I didn't realize, our our buddy Seth looked this up, who uh, Evan was referring to earlier. He texted me this, and I, I didn't realize this. I just, maybe I don't watch enough of the Bucks on a, a nightly basis or didn't during the regular season. But uh, Milwaukee, like far and away, allowed the fewest offensive rebounds per game. So, you know, the Celtics may not have too many second chances. You know, they're going to get their opportunities. Right. They're going to get plenty of right. chances, but they may not have too many second chances. So, you know, as as good, obviously, as you know, Rob or Al or some of these guys are on the inside and, you know, hugging the glass and collecting boards and all of that. Uh, I think ultimately, I I don't want to divert into the whole, like, I I hate the expression like make miss league and all of that. But I do think a lot of this is going to come down to the Celtics taking advantage and, and making a good chunk of three pointers. If if they go out there and struggle from threes, you know, they're, they're getting a, a good number of open looks and they're just not draining them. I think that's, you know, that could very well be their downfall in this series.
0: Yeah. The, the other thing that kind of showed up against the Nets was turnovers. And as Eme pointed out today, Milwaukee is the number one transition team at the NBA. And, you know, you've seen these guys go down that little rabbit hole before where all of a sudden it's the third quarter and they've got 15 turnovers. Yeah. Um, they've really got to control the ball, you, you know. They do lapse into lazy passing sometimes, and that'll kill you against this team. Did you see yeah, and like when, when Yeah, have Giannis, it, when you
2: have Giannis, it, when you have Giannis, it only takes four steps to have a dunk right. in transition. So, right. you know, right. and you get to that, the offensive rebounding thing, you know, part of that is because you have Giannis down low to gobble up every single rebound possible. It's a, it's eerily hard to box him out. It's hard to box Bobby Portis out with how intense he plays. And it's hard to box out for Lopez sometimes. Uh, although Lopez um, throughout his career hasn't been like the most physical go- rebounder, despite him being seven feet tall. Um, mm-hmm. But when you have other guys around you, like Giannis Bobby Portis it makes life a little bit easier for him. But the mm-hmm. thing is, you know, Milwaukee allows a lot of open shots. I don't know mm-hmm. if any of you guys caught the game against Chicago last night. Chicago right. could have been back in that game if they could just right. hit shots. Right. But Chicago could not. I mean, I would trying to hit shots. Yeah. Um, you know, I love him. I love him to death. He's a great player. Had a great, uh, run. I think he was in Illinois, uh, the season prior. Um, but like, you know, it's, I would assume he was shooting shots against the, the Bucks down 3-1 in a playoff series. Like those are intense type of shots. Boston, you know, I don't remember as many of them in the second half of the year. Remember the first half of the year, Boston could go on these really cold streaks and be, Kind of, kind of tough to watch offensively. But I remember the second half; they they shot the ball a lot better, and they're going to have open looks. And hard to have offensive rebounds when you're making shots too often. So I'll I'll, I'll throw it out there as well that the lack of offensive rebounds could be just because people are hitting shots on them too. Well, and great. Like if if that winds
1: up being the reality, you know. Ter- I just don't know honestly. And I I didn't watch it as intently as, as I did obviously the Celtics Nets series, but I I don't know uh, in beyond injuries because injuries like the bulls were gutted by injuries in in you know going into the series and then during the series against the bucks i don't want to make excuses for them because you know obviously the bucks weren't at full strength either but you know like you, you lose levine the last couple of games Vooch was great. Williams was great. DeRozan, who's like this MVP candidate during the year, a total disappearing act last night. What do you have? 10 shots ultimately and played All north right. of 40 minutes. Like he was a complete non-factor. Whether that was just him not rising to the, the, the occasion, the challenge, or, or that was the bucks taking him out of the game. I, I just, I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but you know, no. that type of thing. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's like we, we went into this series having no doubt in our minds, Milwaukee was going to beat Chicago. And it was basically as easy as everybody expected, you know, whether that was because of the absences or it was just because of the, you know, lopsided nature of the two teams. I don't know, but it, it, it makes for me, at least uh, it it makes this whole thing coupled with the Celtics and, and bucks only seeing each other one time since Christmas. So before the Celtics run even started, it makes this series a little bit difficult to handicap, just from a head to head perspective, we know what the Celtics right. you know are and have been and and can be and you know I think we got a pretty good idea of, of who the bucks are even without Chris Middleton, but exactly how they you know butt heads ultimately, I, I'm fascinated to see it
0: it'll it'll be interesting to see how much the Celtics are able to space the floor on them because you know you were talking about last night against Chicago the, all those open shots. You know the Bucks were just, you know, they just focused on DeRozan. They were just, and they pack in. They tend to just try to take away the paint. If you have good shooters, you can you can get at them. And the Celtics, you know, this is where guys like Peyton Pritchard, Grant, you know. Think it yeah. all has quite an impact.
1: Maybe Derek White finally, and and when yeah. I say finally, yeah. I mean offensively. I, you know, we know what he is defensively. Oh and, yeah, you know, but yeah. in, but in terms of actually, like, I mean, how much would we love to see a a a twenty-two point Derek White night? You know, the, oh, in sure. the same way that sure. Peyton Richard can give it to you and Grant Williams can give it to sure. you, and all these guys, you know, with like that's what people have been. It like Derek White could steal you a game in this series.
0: Yeah, I think. I think Horford's three point shooting is going to be huge because, uh, you know, Lopez isn't, if, you know, it's hard to say what the matchup there is going to be, who is actually going to go at it, out at him, but he can get that shot over there, bigs. Mm-hmm. And he's been hot lately.
2: Yeah, over 40%, I believe, in the net series.
0: Right. So, pretty, right.
2: pretty good number. Um, and yeah, they can, they can, you know, that's the only problem I think that I think we had with this net series was Derek White didn't shoot the ball well and Rob looked a little rusty. Other than that, everybody played pretty well. I mean, Pritchard is going to be a huge floor spacer and him hitting a bunch of big shots, I believe in game two in the first half. And then there was, I think maybe game three in the fourth quarter, he had a run where he had like 10 or eight or 12 points or whatever. I mean, talk about some serious reps with serious things on the line here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Pritchard's got a lot of them. Grant Williams carried them offensively for a certain part of the fourth quarter in game four. I mean, you got guys that are, are not old, you know, not vets right. that have hit some big shots in these playoffs. And, you know, the fact that they responded to that challenge already, you know, if you're Eme and if you guys on the team, because this team is, you know, passing the ball really well right now, right. Um, you know, they, they routinely, you know, if you're going to double on Tatum, Tatum's going to find that open guy. and They're going to have an open shot. Tatum has shown the willingness to throw the guys the pass, show them the confidence, show them the trust, and they just keep burying shots. So again, this will be really interesting. I, I am, this is going to be probably the, the biggest part of this series. If Boston can shoot well from three point range, they're going to have a real shot. If they don't, things are going to get real ugly. That's pretty much the bottom line. Go ahead, Mark.
0: You know, it's going to be kind of a sneaky good matchup is smart against holiday. I mean, yeah, that'll be fun. I mean, the two premier defensive point guards in the NBA, pretty much. I can't name him So, you know? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's good. I'm not trying to talk. I'm not trying to like pull around here. This a good point guard, good defensive guy. But yeah, you're right.
0: But there's a lot of great individual matchups. You know, whoever ends up on Giannis, how much, how much do you think Tatum will end up on Giannis?
1: I just think it's. I mean, not to sound whatever, but I, I think it's going to be a real kind of community effort, right? Like Tatum's going right, to get an opportunity. Right. Horford, right. Uh, Grant, you know, Smart, obviously Rob. Like I, I think, I think a lot of people are going to get a crack at Giannis just to make sure right. that you always have fresh legs against him.
0: Right, right, and that's their experience against him. Going back yeah. to Shemmy, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and, and as we know if, if there were that one guy like if who was I mean Tristan Thompson that was basically why they signed him right because he was right. as, like the honest right. stopper like if there was that one guy that could do that then sure
0: yeah.
1: I mean people aren't built to, to be able to just take Giannis out and Al was asked about this he sort of I don't it might have even been you that asked him about it I don't remember but you know the physical <laughs> excuse me the physicality of the net series and he sort yeah. of was you know
0: oh uh, yeah
1: yeah He he was sort of taken aback and he's like well you know like let's the the next series was plenty physical too like let's not let's not get away from that but yeah Yeah. I mean this is a bigger team like you've got Giannis you've got Lopez you've got Portis all these guys that are you know six foot six foot ten and 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 bigger that I mean the the Celtics are are going to be a smaller team in this series and it's it's going to be physical but I do think that even though the the height isn't quite the same I think the Celtics are built for that
0: yeah, I think the big challenge for uh Rob Williams is foul trouble. I mean, he you know, I, that's another thing about Giannis. I mean, he puts opposing bigs into foul trouble and the other team into the penalty very early. So, you know, they've got to somehow avoid that.
1: I want to mention quickly uh, our good friends at Bet Online, of course our sponsor of this program. Bet Online, your number one source for all betting needs and sports info and odds. Whatever it is that you are going to be looking for, you can find all the latest sports developments, including, of course, this week's odds for the Major League Baseball season. More and more with the NBA playoffs, NHL playoff futures are out there with the NA- NHL postseason, the Stanley Cup playoffs right around the corner. Uh, you know, as, as we sit here tonight, if you listen in time, round one of the NFL draft is tonight. You can get odds on uh, who's going to be picked when and where will the patriots make a trade all that stuff it's available to you obviously uh pending to uh, like i said when you're listening to this program uh more and more nfl draft props are available to you throughout the weekend dave mason announced uh, on thursday bet online will have live betting available for the draft uh, if you're interested in that as well the celtics plus 325 to win the title just crazy and i love it Uh-oh. plus 150 to win the east series odds uh with the bucks not yet available as as we sit here in this moment. Some other props. Uh, if if you're a believer that Kyrie is uh, not, not a man of his word and he's going to leave the Nets, well, Clippers plus 150 to sign him. How about that? And the Rockets plus 275. The Mavericks plus 300. Uh, it's it, it is actually hard to believe. Uh, or hard for me to picture him outside of Brooklyn at this point I just sort of feel like you know for better or worse this is a match made in heaven at this point but uh, but hey those those are teams you can invest in if you'd like to bet online your continued source for all your sports wagering needs including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games are available as well poker too super easy to get started join today learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all the popular sports and games bet online where the game starts and of course uh, as we told you you can get that CLNS50 promo code for a 50% sign up bonus. Uh those title odds that I mentioned there Mark it's just, you know, Al said it, others have said it, like the, the Celtics and the Nets, it, like that feels like it should be a conference finals matchup, not a first yes. round matchup. Oh, yeah,
0: and absolutely. You could, you
1: could certainly say the same thing about this series with the Bucs, and here it comes in round two. And if, right. you know, as you mentioned earlier, if this continues as it has gone, then then you get Miami in, in, in the actual conference finals in round three. And I think Sean Grandy had a tweet recently saying that the the Celtics' path to the NBA finals uh, could theoretically be against the last three teams to eliminate them in the playoffs being Brooklyn, oh. Milwaukee, and Miami. Which, yeah. You know, yeah. Which yeah. is pretty wild too. So, uh, but, but, you know, as, as you look at it, like, is, is this the team to beat for you? You know, with what you saw against Brooklyn, what you expect against Milwaukee, looking at the teams that are remaining in the field, are the Celtics, the, you know, your betting favorite, are, are they the championship, Uh, you know, the number one championship contender, or is there a team that you like better?
0: There's not a team that I like better, but I want to see them play Milwaukee first. I wanna I wanna see how they can handle the defending champs. That's fair.
2: Yeah. I'm with Mark. I think you gotta knock the champ off before you start calling yourself a favorite. And when they have the best player in the world on it. I I, as much as you know the the betting public likes Boston and and I covered this last week on the show, I think Boston went from plus seven fifty. To plus three, what are we? What are they, 325 $25, yeah. Pretty unbelievable jump there. So if you got Boston in the first round prior to all the madness happening, you're doing you're probably looking pretty good right now. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm I'm a big believer of you know, take the team that's done it before, despite the fact that you know, I'm a Celtics fan we have a Celtics podcast. If I have to put my money on the line, I want put my money on the guy that's done it before, that's honest um, and and to me, as you looked at, and this, we talked about this like before the, the playoffs started. It was like, okay, if Boston gets past Brooklyn, which I was confident they would do, and I think you know everybody is varying levels of confidence that this would be the real like Eastern Conference Finals right here, um, because Milwaukee is just such a different challenge than anybody else. And I'm not trying to talk down the Heat with Spolstra and with the, the problem that Bam presents to Boston, and we've seen that in the playoff series before there's just nobody like Giannis. There's nobody like him. Um, you can't, you can't nothing that you, and the one thing I'm, I'm curious is how much does having Brad Stevens, the guy of his president of basketball operations help Ime and this team? I, I I don't know if this has been talked about, Mark, maybe you can help me out on this because I know Brad has probably done the I'm, I'm not, I'm staying away. I'm not the right. coach. It's not my job. Right. Um, but like, if I'm Ime, I, I might want to pick Brad's brain about how they've done uh, with Giannis in the past and what they try to do um, and what worked, yeah. what worked well. I mean, having that as a, I don't know, again, I don't know if it's been talked about. Mark, you can you can talk to us better than anybody else. But I think having Brad upstairs as a right. guy who's had some success against Giannis. Now this team has eliminated the Bucks before. This is before Giannis has gone supernova and before yeah, Chris Milton became he. Well, he became. Um, but they've had success. So I, I'm curious if, if anybody's asked that question around, you know, has anybody talked to Brad about how to maybe handle this series? That could be a little X factor that nobody's talking about.
0: That's true. I mean, and I would think that, you know, they've had that kind of conversation. I mean, I don't know that for for sure, but a, one thing may talked about today is the fact that when he was on the staff from Brooklyn, he had to coach again, help coach against Giannis in a playoff series. You know, when he was in Philly, knew him from there too. I mean, he does have experience against the guy, but no, you're right. I mean, Brad would be a tremendous resource for that.
1: Is he a, and I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know. It, it, maybe it's a dumb question. Is Brad as good, a, a, despite the success and obviously the the success in that position, Is Brad as good a resource at this stage, at this point, after a full year and, and, you know, like where you are as a team, is he as good a resource on that? as just the guys in his own locker room and, you know, talking to Tatum and talking to smart and talking to well, Brown sure. and talking to Horford. And he's like, just sure. saying like, all right, you, like you guys have been through it. You've been through the ringer. You faced him in the playoffs yeah. along with X number of times well, in the regular season. Like, what do you feel has worked? And obviously then you, you look at tape and you examine everything. You don't just take guys for, you know, for their opinions, but you know, as does, does their word mean as much, if not more than Brad's at this stage?
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. And, uh, This thing that Ime has started doing, taking, talking to the players, letting them have a players-only meeting, and then he comes in and, you know, he gives them the issue, they discuss it, he comes back, and then he says, so what do you have for me? And they've really taken to that. And I think, uh, you know, especially with Milwaukee, I mean, Tatum, Jalen, Smart, you know, they they all they all know the road it, all, all roads go through Milwaukee for them every it seems like every other year or something.
1: I did think that was really interesting too for anyone that missed it because it was it was really easy to miss. It was just something that was kind of you know sort of mentioned in passing into media availability in the last couple of days. but what Mark is touching on is you know e may talking about these these meetings with the players where you know, everyone will sit down, players and the coaches, and they'll talk about whatever it is, you know, something about how to attack a certain issue, like you said. And then the coaches would leave, all of them, and just leave it to the players for 15 minutes to discuss. And then the coaches come back, like Mark said, like, all right, what do you think? And it's just it's just such a, a collaborative effort that I, I know we've heard the players talk about how much that means to them. But, you know, mm-hmm. I like one of the number, I, again, like texting with buddies and Evan included, like one of the things that's, that is really if I had to, you know, make a top three of, like, list of things that have surprised me about this season in the turnaround, it's that it, you know, Eme's not only, I don't want to say desire, but certainly willingness to to – air things out in public to to call guys out you know going back to when he got here like all season long this isn't something that started part way through from the very beginning from training camp into the preseason, the start of the regular season early season struggles he had no problem airing guys out in public after presumably doing it behind the scenes but certain things that maybe in the past brad never would have done it would have stayed behind closed doors ime has been you know very willing to bring that out in public and i just in today's day and age and the way athletes are, are built, I, I just I never thought that would work. I never, ever thought that would work. And mm-hmm. I wonder if the collaborative end of things that I just touched on that you brought up versus that, I wonder if those things just kind of, you know, it, it's all part of a larger package of respect that mm-hmm. ultimately just really, really works inside that locker room in, in a way that, again, I, I, I personally, as an outsider, never envisioned.
0: Yeah, I think a big thing was they all finally came around to what he wanted them to do. And that's when they started winning. So, you know, what, what he's, what he's coaching is something they clearly believe in. You know, once they, you know, and it was, a, I think it was a struggle at first, especially the ball movement issue and getting, the Jays out of isolation tendencies you know it's uh, and smart played a role in that when he called them out so it doesn't always work but you know when people have spoken up this year the results been good
2: yeah and i think it's it's led to a, this team just becoming a much tougher team i mean that the i was talking coffee we talked about this i was so impressed with how this team handled themselves 2.30 to go, and Tatum follows out in a tight game against KD and Kyrie. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you go back, I don't know, let's see, what's it, April? So let's go back six months. There's no way Boston wins that game if Tatum follows out, close game, tight game at the end of the game. There's no way.
1: You might be able to go and, back like four months.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's when it started to turn around. So maybe yeah. not four months. It's definitely yeah. six months. But yeah. this team now has a toughness that I think – Often gets overlooked. And I think it's part of this new, not new, I should say that, but part of this, this mantra of like, yeah, we didn't duck the Nets. We wanted to play them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we knew it would be tough, but we just said, bring it on anyway. Let's do this. You know, um, they just seem tougher. I mean, everybody just seems like uh, that. I can't, I, again, after watching what we saw from them in the beginning of the season, I could not be more ecstatic about how they comp- kept their composure at the end of that game in game four. I was so impressed with how, you know, again, the, Jalen making the right play on a leak out, you know, to Marcus Smart, Al trailing the play. Like you like. good things happen when you play basketball the right way. And it, sometimes it might not be easy. It might be tough. But if you do it, things will happen. I think Boston has seen enough of that. And that comes from Eme Eme toughened this team right up. And I was listening to Simmons and her talk about it yesterday. I was walking with my dog and they were talking about how, you know, Eme Killed this team, the public for months. And it, that's not normally how it works nowadays, but like it looked like it was going to backfire, but it really, really, you know, really strengthened this team. And they have so much continuity together. They've been through a lot of battles together. I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but it's so many conference finals and all this stuff. Well, now you have a team that's been through all this stuff, but now they have, a, they're a little older now. Instead of having 19 year old Jason Tatum against like, LeBron in game seven, Oh, now you have twenty-four-year-old Jason Tatum, who's done mm-hmm. all that stuff before, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. is a two-way monster, and now has the ability to make plays and create for others. Same for the smart. I mean, it's just the toughness here. I think is going to be a, a real interesting part of this team going going into Game One and through this series, and we'll see how it goes. And as you go against a team, the other side, that's a tough team too. They've been there, done that. So uh, I'm uh, this to me, Mark. I, again, we've talked about this already, but I think. It's either this or Phoenix, Golden State, that will be the best series of the entire postseason.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, to go back to what you were saying about all the guys who came and went, Hayward, Kyrie, uh, even Terry Rozier, uh, the – You know, this is the core, these three guys is the core that stuck together through all of that and sort of get tempered by fire, if you want to, if you will. And that's what you see now. I think, you know, that was part of the growth process was that Kemba had to come and go. I think, you know, it just every step made these guys better, you know, especially smart. You know, every time a point guard stepped in front of him, he was like, hey, what about me? Well, now they've shown the faith in him. And I think I think he's he's having the best season of his career. Obviously. I don't think it's
2: even close. I don't think it's even right close. Right after the payday too, which is just yeah. nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely yeah.
0: beautiful. Yeah.
2: Doesn't yeah. usually happen that way. Between that and the Rob contract, things are coming up for Stevens a lot. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah.
1: It's true though. It's true. He's he's done a – you know what I'm sure like when we get later in the postseason or, or off season we'll We'll devote more, uh, more time to Brad and, and the role that he, he's played in, in building this team. Although I guess, you know, on that note, and we'll get out of here in a few minutes, but I, 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 I was, uh, you know, talking to some friends about that, like, you know, and in, in uh, we won't spend any time on this, but in the wake of that dead spin article that came out in, in the last. I didn't year, even read
2: that. I didn't even read that. You that's, wanna read a, it, that's, that's a waste of time. Don't,
1: don't, I'm not even going to talk about it, but, but what I do want to ask is, if you were, you know, we always like Forsberg was on with us not too long ago and, and made this comment. We all, you know, we, when things are going poorly, we spend so much time talking about like a blame pie and you know right. doling out percentages for you know whose fault it is more so. But we don't do, you know, we don't do the credit pie or whatever you want to call it. You know, we don't we we don't necessarily uh, you know hand out the appropriate you know ranking or, or hierarchy of, of praise that that maybe is deserved. If you were to mark sort of. Break down, you know, Imei and, and, you know, his, his manager of egos and obviously his defensive schemes and all the different things that, you know, have, have proven early season doubters wrong and have, you know, turned him into a guy that, you know, could very well get coach of the year votes or maybe that was already decided and he and he didn't get any votes I don't know but you know a guy that obviously has has earned so much respect over the course of the year that you know from from people that didn't give it to him early versus Brad and and his role and and Danny before him obviously as well but but in in building this roster and implementing a vision that he could then put into practice you know how how do you sort of look at those two sides ultimately coming together
0: Well, Brad, Brad, every step of the way has made the right move so far. Starting with unloading Kemba, right? Um, you and know, bringing an out, obviously bringing it out. Uh, how important is out right yeah. now? Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I said he was like the second or third best player in that net series. He was tremendous. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, bringing in Derek White. I mean, I think, I think, you know. His scoring comes and goes. His best night was what his first night, right? I Something think he like, that, had yeah. like a Yeah, he's had 10. a couple
2: of big nights, but nothing crazy. Yeah.
0: But he's making so many right plays. I mean, just, just the passes he makes. I mean, all that stuff. He's, he, he's perfect. So Ime has this very coachable group. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I, are you asking me what percentage?
1: Well, I mean, you don't need to give out an actual number, but you know, if like, is, does does May get more of the credit for, for you know, obviously taking what he's been given and and now having them play play well, you know, the, at least through one round for, for the basketballs yeah. they played in in years versus Brad, you know, putting it all together.
0: Uh, no, I, I mean, I think you know, May getting the main guys to buy in, and I don't think it was. An immediate process. I think they had to uh, go through those struggles before they got to where they were. You know, they keep they keep talking about the next game, yeah, as being rock bottom. You know, it's. I went, uh, I
2: went on this show and declared it rock bottom with Chris. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe what I had just watched. I couldn't believe uh, it. The press uh, conference was the most bizarre press conference. Yeah, I've seen in a long time, and yeah. I, I at that at that moment I could not believe how much I had pounded the table for Ime Odoka as yeah. a coach, but now I yeah. sit here and say, hey, I was right, so we're, we're good yeah. to go. It, it, it's what do you
1: want to drop, please? Yeah. Draw plays? yeah. <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> oh, man. I th- I think you have to, uh, I think you, you have to give Ime a huge amount of credit. Yeah, sure. That's, it's, uh, you know, just the fact that he won over some very strong personalities. Yeah.
1: Well, let's do our predictions before we get out of here, fellas. Uh, I believe uh, what before the Nets series with Gary Washburn, uh, he, me, Gary, Evan, I, I think we all had Celtics in six, and obviously mm-hmm. it, it turned into uh, a, an unlikely sweep for Boston. What are the predictions this time around against Milwaukee? Mark, go ahead.
0: Oh, God. I have to... I have to leave after game 5 to go to my daughter's wedding so I'm going to say Celtics and 5. <laughs>
2: there you so. go. I love the confidence, Mark. So dig it. Uh I is here's anybody picking the bucks?
1: Not in my Twitter mentions, I'll tell you that. I I asked for predictions and you know sort of in the wake of the Middleton news and uh, hundreds of replies and I think they're all Celtics and 4, Celtics and 5, maybe the occasional 6. It's you know it's going to be a rout.
2: I think Boston six. I, I, the Middleton thing really hurts. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, uh, I, I think it's going to be a long series too. And I do yeah. think Boston, I said that earlier, so I'll uh, I'll stick with the six and, and hope it happens even faster. And, and quite frankly, hope it happens at all. Let, let's just get out of <laughs> care. I don't care if it takes seven, yeah. however long it takes, get it done. Go to the conference finals.
2: That's what I want. I got, I got two quick questions. Yeah. Number one, Mark, you might know the answer to this, Adam. I don't, I, he, Mark's going to be more in the know than you are. Okay. Are we getting Drew Bledsoe back for this series? Is he coming yeah. in? Town? I know there's no Rosier. I know Eric Bledsoe's on their team, but it was fun having Drew around for a couple of games. I thought I it know. was
0: great. I know. No, get, he's him back in
2: the, to- get him back in the garden. Get him courtside. Let's go.
0: No, he's he going to Charlotte Hornets games. Yeah. No. Uh,
2: well, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was one of my favorite random storylines of all time was Drew So coming back, right. it was excellent. Uh, second question, and Kaufman, I know you're ready for this. Who's ready for the Sixers Raptors game <laughs> six tonight? I am going to oh. be glued to that. Oh my God. Boy, Doc,
1: Doc is, Doc is in oh. his head, isn't he, Mark? Love oh this. Oh
0: man. After, and after hearing Doc's press conference the other day. Oh. I mean, oh is, is, <laughs> That, that 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 is that takes up real estate in his head. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I guess
1: after years of hearing about it, how could it not? And you know, right. you've blown what three three one series leads and right. you know, with three different teams in your career. Right. Like at a certain point in time, it is the coach, uh, or or at least the coach is a big big part of it. But I mean, yeah. to hear him. You know the the level uh, like there. There's a fine line, right? There's a and I don't know where the hell the line is, but there's a fine line between giving context and making excuses. Right? And he crossed over it into excuses in a sure. big like. Sure. I mean to to dump all. I mean the the first one with Orlando against that was Detroit. the funniest thing. Like, that was it's, so funny. It's like, well, it's like uh, yeah. your, do you remember you, the roster I was you coaching? You remember
0: the ro- Like, yeah, holy right. crap, Doc. Right. Oh. God. That was
2: that was classic. Like, that was you, so you might have said I
1: did a great job coaching if you look I back could, at that roster. I,
0: I could I could have sworn that I saw him wince when he said Tracy McGrady. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, he, and his timeline that was, was that wrong, was, by, was, by yeah. the way.
1: That wasn't even the Detroit team that
2: won the championship.
0: No, that was that was, that was, that was the, in the craziest though. part of
2: the whole thing. Detroit won it the next year, right? They, they were they weren't quite the Pistons yet. But it was. Does well, anybody think Doc wins tonight?
1: I mean, he probably I do. does, but I, I hope know? he doesn't. I, oh, I, well, I, 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 I don't I even. I don't care. Ultimately, I don't care how the series goes, other than I want it to go seven. <laughs> I just, I, I just do. want this to be a storyline into Game Seven. Do you know, I mean, Mark? I, I know no team in NBA history has come back from down three zero to to win. But right.
2: has it? Has a team ever even forced Game Seven? No somebody said that last night that it hasn't been done before okay i don't think a team has been uh, uh, i'll I'll go through all the parameters a road team down 3-0 is forced to game seven i don't think that has happened okay but i check me on that but i'm pretty sure that's never happened i think i was listening to tnt last night and they they made that remark um i I hope it happens oh no i hope it happens it would be incredible it'd be i'm i'm rooting for it and I, i i'm with MB being a little banged up, and I just don't think Harden is, son's wrong. Right. Doesn't look right. Yeah. No tie ball. So that means Danny Green's going to play a ton of minutes. Um, I think the size, uh, and if, yeah, I didn't see if Van v- Vleet's playing, but with him out, it right. actually helps Toronto a little bit because they're just going to be super long all game. So, um, and I, I don't, I don't know if the, if the 76ers have a card. Look, they have MB. He's the best player in the series. And, and if, Embiid goes for 48 tonight. I'm not going to be shocked, but, um, I think the, I think the Raptors have a legit chance to win this game. I'm ready.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine if they had Scotty Barnes? <laughs>
0: yeah. Wait, didn't
1: Scotty play? Did he come back?
0: He was. Yeah. 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 Oh,
1: okay. I was, I was yeah. thinking of when he was still out, like it just, Oh, I'm thinking of all the different things that could go south for Philly. Oh. It just it puts a smile on my face. All right, we gotta go. Uh, thanks to our, our good friends at BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a fifty percent sign up bonus. We thank you all for being with us. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's 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 a pro Celtics crowd around here. That uh, that you know certainly is the case. Game one Sunday afternoon. That kind of stinks. Sunday afternoon, one o'clock. At the garden for, uh, the opener of this second round series. We didn't even talk about the fact that you have three full days off between games two and three. But whatever, we'll get to that, uh, before game three finally rolls around. We will regroup after the first two. Thanks to Evan, to Mark Murphy. Uh, congrats again to his daughter, obviously. And, uh, what's that?
0: No, thanks.
1: Yeah, we thank you. I'm Adam, uh, back and hopefully not jinxing the Celtics. We'll see you later.